Today we have Adora Winquist. She is a visionary in a field of quantum alchemy, an evolutionary transformative path to self-mastery, which facilitates healing at the DNA level using a synergy of plants and vibrational modalities. So welcome, Adora. But Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, before you tell your story, please tell me and our listeners a little bit more about quantum alchemy and how does a DNA level look like and what is synergy of plants and vibrational modalities mean. So let's start with quantum alchemy. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Monique. It's a true pleasure to be here with you on your wonderful program. Thank you. Um, so let's, let's break down alchemy first. Yes. Right? Many people, when they think of alchemy, they think of that ancient, more medieval practice of transmuting base level of base metals into gold. Yes. But when I talk about alchemy, it's really about working at the soul level. Mm -hmm. You might have seen that my slogan is your soul work is your soul work. Mm -hmm. Well, ultimately, my belief is that we all have this incredible and unique set of gifts um, that only we can bring to the world. And the alchemy is the journey of our life of excavation, if you will, of mm -hmm. self-discovery, mm -hmm. of walking that path of self-mastery to ultimately uh, the embodiment of our soul purpose. Mm -hmm. And so when we think of that from an alchemical perspective, it's really transformation, transmutation, and transfiguration. Mm -hmm. And so how do we do that, right? And why do we do that? Where do we start? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so this is really where the quantum piece comes in. Mm -hmm. And so to simplify in terms of quantum, we are we are working within the quantum field. We are working within an expanded state of consciousness that is beyond the third dimension, mm -hmm. right? Many of your listeners might be familiar with the movie Matrix, right? Which, mm -hmm. gosh, I think it came out about 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. A wonderful message, however, though, in what it means to live a life beyond limitation. Mm -hmm. And so quantum alchemy is really coming into a deeper state of understanding of our soul journey, who we are, why we're here, and what is our path and purpose in life? Mm -hmm. And how can we learn to create our reality beyond the third dimension of limitation, of pain, and of suffering? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we all have in, in the uh, the regard that we all have this wonderful set of gifts uh, to contribute to the greater good of all. We also have certain patterns, uh, subconscious in particular, that we brought into this world to transform. Mm -hmm. And so I like to call that um, point of reference our, mm -hmm. our treasure map. Right. So mm -hmm. from our early childhood dynamics, we have a set of experiences within a particular relationship with our mother and father. Mm -hmm. And we can see within that any aspects of trauma where certain belief systems that have been carried through our family lineage and heritage and ultimately our DNA. And we'll go into that in a moment, mm -hmm. uh, become imprinted on the cellular level. Yeah. 
right? And when, once they're imprinted cellularly, viscerally, then they uh, amplify thought, emotion, um, constructs holographically through our energy field, through our emotional body. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is where we come into a deeper understanding of our emotional nature of our feelings and how our emotional body in particular is one of the ways that we sculpt reality here in this um, on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> our early childhood family dynamics um, have all of the experiences that we hold at the subconscious level uh, in terms of patterning to be able to transmute. Mm -hmm. And even for those of us that have a belief system that uh, is open to past life experiences, uh, are still our early childhood treasure map still has all of those unresolved aspects of emotion and experience and soul level learning that we've come into this life to find a deeper understanding of. Mm -hmm. So that's a little snippet on quantum alchemy. Now let's talk about DNA, just so everyone that's listening has um, more of this kind of uh, spiritual and energetic philo uh, philosophical uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. So if you think of each cell in our body, Mm -hmm. right? We have trillions of cells, yep. which is incredible. Yep. So each cell is infused with intelligence, mm -hmm. with information, and of course, our DNA, our genetic code. So from that perspective, our cells communicate through biophotons, which is actually light, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when we think of the term, which is a little bit more metaphysical, where we reference ourselves as light beings or multidimensional beings. Well, this really relates to quantum physics, mm -hmm. that our cells communicating through light, of course, those light emanations come through our being and are held also within our bioenergetic field or auric field. Mm -hmm. And so each one of those cells is imprinted with every experience we've ever had mm -hmm. from the moment of our conception. Mm -hmm. And that relates to physical experiences, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. And if that's not enough of a miracle, the same applies for every experience that our mother has had and our father mm -hmm. still held within our cellular consciousness, yeah. held yeah. within our DNA. And the same goes throughout our lineage, right? Our mother's mothers, our mother's fathers, and the yeah. same on our male bloodline. So I think it's, be, it's better known as, as at least I use this this word uh, family systems, right? I think there's so many. There's family systems. There's family constellations. There's yes. early childhood dynamics. There's a whole host of philosophies yes. around that. I like to call it the the treasure map because um, it it puts it in a bit of a different light because oftentimes we only think of the trauma that's passed down generationally or that yeah. we've experienced. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but also our DNA is infused with all of the blessings of our ancestors. Absolutely. Right? Yes. ready and waiting for us to be open to receive. Yes. So from this perspective, you know, and especially right now at this juncture of time and space with the evolution of our planet yes. and this great unfolding of higher levels of consciousness, mm -hmm. we have this unique opportunity to harness the power of the present moment 
intertwine it with our own life force and positive intention for soul purpose, right? Mm -hmm. To be more embodied within us and transform, transmute at that DNA level, at that cellular visceral level. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately through that transformative process of healing our past, we're able to illuminate and sculpt the future of our deepest soul longings. Mm -hmm. So I would say in a, in a, a bit of a nutshell that really encapsulates the essence of my my work. Well, thank you so much for for this this uh, explanation because I think um, everyone used different words, so I just wanted to facilitate my audience with more clarification in that matter. Uh, but how how does this relate to your story? Sure. So. Um... You know, I think that we bringing it back to the personal perspective is so important because that's how we engage, right? What in, engages and inspires and enlivens others? Mm-hmm. It's story, right? Yeah. And story yeah. that's been passed through through generation. Yeah. And I also d- deeply believe that it is through the healing of our own personal journey, our own personal treasure map, that we are able to bring our a life purpose to the world in a way that uh, creates benevolent change and significant positive impact for others. So my own particular journey, um, as a young child, I spent a great, great deal of my time in nature, mm-hmm. um, perhaps in sometimes a peculiar way. I used to collect worms. I would talk to the plants. Um, <laughs> It was a place of deep solace, deep comfort, and was much more, felt much more safe to me than most of the other um, relationships in my family of origin. Um, And so I think that really working and spending all this time in nature is what ultimately developed my um, longing to work with the plant kingdom, which I know we'll talk about in a few minutes, but Mm -hmm. Uh, ultimately, my own family um, dynamics were quite intense. And as a empathic um, young girl, it was uh, at, in some moments unbearable to feel the dysfunction, the sadness, the um, deep disappointment, the uh, dysfunctional patterns of behavior through fighting, through um, alcohol that were part of my family dynamics. Mm. And, and so um, this affected me very deeply. Yeah, I, and, I, because I thought what caused that you were longing to nature and, and um, finding your way in that matter. Yes, it's yes. where I felt, it's where I could experience light. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can remember being a small child and spending a lot of time in a dark closet just sobbing. Mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to handle all of the emotions mm-hmm. um, that were happening around me. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, this uh, grew later into adolescence um, mm-hmm. as a, a place of really confining and containing my emotions mm-hmm. and being told um, through my family of origin not to, to speak about things that happened at home. Yeah. And so I... I learned how to silence myself and internalize these feelings. 
And then, of course, as my adolescence developed, um, aspects of anxiety and depression emerged as well. And it has been such a a journey. And I think that when I first found um, when I first found herbalism or plant medicine, Mm because I started with herbs before essential oils, Mm -hmm. was about the same time I found vibrational medicine. Mm -hmm. And I was I was always a a voracious reader because Mm -hmm. in story, I was able to envelop myself in a world that um, pulled me out of my environment. Mm-hmm. And where I didn't have to to feel the jarring aspects of what was happening around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that's not to say that all of it was bad or negative, because there was some incredibly beautiful, loving, nurturing, supportive aspects of my childhood. Mm-hmm. But we know when we look back along our path and our journey that there are certain aspects that we've come into this life to heal and transform and grow and learn from at the soul level to be able to not only extrapolate the wisdom from these experiences, but to embody more of our own light and our quintessence yeah, or essence. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, my early searches in my mid-teens on reading things about color therapy and plants and um, aspects of metaphysics was really a way f- to find some sense of relief from this incredible um, anxiety and deep sadness and, and ultimate disappointment that I felt within me. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you, in did fact... You- did you absorb it from your environment or mm-hmm. dealt, do you, uh, did you dealt with it within yourself? Well, I think that I absorbed a level of it from my environment. Mm-hmm. I think the belief systems that were held in my family of origin imprinted, right? Everything that was carried through um, my lineage, protect, particularly Um, had a lot of um, roots, Celtic roots from Ireland. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we think about different parts of the world, what belief systems are rooted from a cultural perspective, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When we think of some of the experiences that happened through the Celtic and in the roots in Ireland, things around a famine, right? Mm -hmm. So what is that imprint? It imprints energies of lack, um, aspects of addiction, right? And really looking for spirit through um, a deep sense of loss and isolation. So when we think of DNA healing and lineage level healing, as well as soul level healing, we've come into this life to learn certain ways of self-mastery. And so from, from my perspective, it was immersed in that environment. And then also the belief systems that were passed down genetically through my family line. Mm -hmm. And so when um, I was very sickly as a child and uh, would often get twice a year bronchitis brought about from allergies and I would be sick in bed for a couple of weeks each time. And so that is what brought me to find plant medicine, herbs. Um, because I was about 18, 19, I was away from home. I didn't have health insurance. I didn't have a lot of money, but somewhere I heard something about herbs and I went and bought a book and five different herbs and went home and made a tea and was amazed by how quickly I healed. And, And that really fostered my 
study at first self-study and then professional. Uh, and of course, experimentation that led to product development and my entrepreneurial path. Um, and then at the same time, I had my first Reiki um, attunement. And, um, and Reiki, if you've heard about it, it's a no. form of, ah, okay. It's an ancient form of energy healing. Reiki, okay. it's R-E-I-K-I. Oh, Reiki. Oh, Reiki. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I know Reiki. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I had studied uh, my first Reiki with John Harvey Gray, um, who in those days, in I guess the mid 90s in New Hampshire, he was probably in his 70s then, but he had learned right from, studied right with Takata. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, what a beautiful introduction to that level of energy work. And after my first attunement, I started to see colors around people. Wow. And I thought, well, this is really, really incredible. And then noticing how the colors would shift through people's emotion. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, there's something really here. So I started working on myself with Reiki and then friends and could see how our emotions would modulate through this type of clearing and balancing and opening, right, of the energy pathways. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, um, this became my two not only courses of study, plant medicine and vibrational medicine, but then ultimately a part of my professional practice and, um, and really the core of what I write about these days mm -hmm. uh, and work with, with clients and, and uh, classes. And so ultimately though, how did this come forth? This came forth through my own healing journey, right? Mm -hmm. Finding the places of relief, four aspects of whether it's the physiological, the bronchitis or the chronic and acute anxiety and depression. And then ultimately when I was about 19, I became very ill with endometriosis oh, yeah. and had a number of surgeries. And at 21, my doctor wanted to give me a hysterectomy. And wow. so um, I couldn't go through with that because I knew that I was to have two children. Mm -hmm. And so through the journey of deepening my process with essential oils and vibrational medicine and many different modalities to ultimately finding healing with endometriosis, it really came from um, healing and bringing the light of divine consciousness and deeper understanding to my own emotional nature, right? Because if you think of endometriosis, especially in the second chakra area, the second chakra relates to, uh, it's the gateway to our emotional body. Right. And when we compact and depress emotions for years and sometimes decades, yeah. uh, and then, of course, whatever unresolved emotional aspects from the soul level that we come into this life with, you know, here we have that uh, treasure map to be able to bring more compassion and understanding and self-love to our own journey, because that is the true portal or gateway or bridge, yeah, if you will, yeah, yeah. for transformation and personal growth. True. I mean, self-love is, uh, well, at least I struggled uh, and all of my clients as well. Self-love wasn't taught in those days when I was young. Um, it was more survival. And uh, 
when I look at my, my, my parents, they learned also the survival strategy. So yeah, you can't blame your parents because they never thought of it. Uh, uh, of it. it yes. You cannot teach what you, what you don't know. Yeah, precisely, Monique, precisely. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. And so even from our own personal journeys, right? And when we, we uh, think of what I like to call the personal evolutionary triad, right? Mm -hmm. Surviving to thriving. Mm -hmm. That we all in some form or facet have aspects of survival mode and struggle that we've come into this life to transform. Yeah. And so through that, um, one of the most important aspects to be able to rise right and elevate our consciousness through elevating and enhancing our vitality our vibrancy our abundance our mm -hmm. ability to give and receive and embody love um so you know how how does that happen right rising through those areas is how we can come to deeper levels of compassion yes. first with ourselves yes. and then through that evolutionary process we begin to have even greater compassion for all perspectives of True. the human experience well i'm going to be honest with you i mean receiving was something i didn't know how to um how to open up for it. Of course, mm -hmm. I knew what receiving was, but in an emotional way, I was better in giving, <laughs> you know, and overgiving. Yes. Oh and, my gosh, and, I know that so well. <laughs> you know, and, and the moment somebody wanted to give me something, I didn't know how to, how to act on that or how to react on that. It, it felt really awkward. Mm -hmm. I so, really can identify with that. Yeah, you know, so that's why I also believe in, in, in emotional healing. Um, because if, if you're not aware in, in matters of self-love or receiving, those are crucial for a happy life as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's what we don't know that can interrupt our flow, if exactly. you will. Yes. I know it's a bit of a rhyme, but yeah. but it's that subconscious level yes. energy and emotion that until it's resolved continues to project reality, yes. even if it's a reality that we don't want. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and so there's the gold. There's yeah. the alchemical. Okay, gold. now I get it. Mm -hmm. Now I get it. Now I get the whole story. Wow, yeah, that, that's a great roundup. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, could you tell um, us your three takeaways for uh, my audience uh, from your story? Absolutely. Um, so my primary one, and this is such a core um, of my work and bringing it to the world in as an expansive way as possible, but essential oils for emotional freedom and mm -hmm. release mm -hmm. and greater resilience. And that when we inhale pure essential oils, the right essential oil and the right formulation mm -hmm. via inhalation, we are able to literally transform how we feel in the moment because of the 
um, brain and limbic system connection. Mm-hmm. And ultimately creating healthy habit patterns through use of essential oils via inhalation will allow us to further shift the trajectory of our emotional responses in the future, right? Repatterning our neuropathways, uh, which is revolutionary from the perspective of emotional freedom. Yes. And I, I also believe that through co-creating with the natural world, that we're all being called back to reconnect with nature, that we have this beautiful co-creative ability to invite in the alchemy from the plant kingdom, from the mineral kingdom, from these aspects of energy and vibration to bring deeper healing and meaning into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, And that truly through the practice of self-love, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, self-acceptance, we're able to embrace and allow our emotions and yet not become ruled by them. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for your story, Adora. I loved it. Uh, I'm totally... uh, uh, agree with emotional healing and emotional freedom it's something i teach myself as well in a different way of course uh but i love your angle uh, to this and um i'm going to sign off um with the podcast feel your feelings until another episode Bye. thank you so much thank you so much monique such a pleasure Thank you.